theme for the year. If you were to drive by our church and our billboard here, it has that theme. If you were here these past Sundays, we've been talking about this theme, that each one reach one. Now, I hope and pray that we say we could all reach more than one, but at least each one reach one. And as I say that phrase, I wonder who it is that God has laid on your heart. I wonder who it is that God has brought to your life, maybe this week or this last week, and that you've been getting, already begin praying. You're already praying. God, give me that opportunity. You already have a burden for them because you know they need Jesus Christ. Or you know they have something going on in their life that you know that you want God to work out in their life. Well, today, what we're going to talk about is the third point. And the third point in this message or this series of messages about each one reaching one is now that if we have a burden, and now if we have prayed about it, we're on our point number three. And this is talking about the Holy Spirit of God. Having the Holy Spirit of God guiding us and empowering us to share the good news of the gospel to share the word of God with one person that God has laid upon your heart. So Acts chapter 1, verse number 8. We're going to do a little study today. We're going to talk to you a little bit about the Holy Spirit of God. We're going to talk to you a little bit about how that you have one of the greatest powers of all the earth living inside of you, especially if you know Jesus Christ as your Savior. Listen to what the word says in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But he shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And he shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, Judea, and in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. Now, I want you to go to chapter 2, Acts chapter 2, and I want you to look at another particular verse. Look at verse 47, the last verse of chapter 2 of the book of Acts. And then we're going to fill in the in-betweens. But we see the final result. Okay, and this is what it was. Praising God. Don't you think today that God's people started, don't think we need to start praising God a little bit more instead of complaining about our problems, huh? It's been a time for us to say, hey, thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for me. We've been singing about the cross, you know, and the wonder of the cross. Hey, if you lose that, let me tell you what, you've really lost your joy. We ought to be praising God. And I believe the lost world would see us praising God more and giving God the glory for all that is going on in this world and give the glory to Him because He is in control of all things. I believe people would look at us and say, hey, they've got something I need. So praising God. And then it says this, and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Well, let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Let's ask God to, to help us today. Let's ask the Spirit of God to direct us today. Let's ask the Spirit of God to open our eyes and our minds and our hearts to what He has for us to do. Father in heaven, as we come to you, I want to thank you, God. For this day, I want to thank you, God, for an opportunity to open up the word and share about the blessed Holy Spirit that lives within us and how powerful he is and how that we can just learn to turn on that power 
And let him guide us and direct us into what we need to say and what we need to do and how we need to live and how we need to act. I just pray, God, you just come now and take over this place. And, Lord, you speak through us and to us. May the Spirit of God be powerful. If there's someone here who does not know Jesus Christ, I pray that today, today would be that day. I pray, God, if there's someone that has a burden upon their heart, today they come and lay it before you. And, Lord, some just need to confess there's some sin in their life. They need to get clean. I pray that today would be that day. So, God, work in this church today. Work in my heart. Fill me. I'm just an instrument. Just use me today. In Jesus' name I pray. And all God's people said? Amen. Amen. Well, the question is, do you have the Holy Spirit power in your life? Now, if you're saved and you're born again, I want you to get this. This is very important, okay? If you're saved and you're born again, the Holy Spirit lives within you. You all get that? So, so do me something, okay? Just do this. Holy Spirit lives within me. Say it, okay? Holy Spirit lives within me. All right, do it one more time. Holy Spirit lives within me. All right, now he lives within you, but that doesn't mean that it's all. It's done, you know? It doesn't mean it's over with. We need now a supernatural Holy Spirit filling in our lives, empowering us to be able to speak to that person that God has laid upon our hearts. And we want him to give us the words to speak to that person Give us the actions that they can see in our lives so that that one person that when we speak, they see our actions, they will come to Jesus Christ. So this is what this whole message is about. So ask yourself the question right now. Is the Spirit of God directing you, even today, maybe this last week, I hope and pray in this week to come, in leading you, in guiding you, and directing you in what to say and how to act in that person's life so that that one person that God has laid on your heart will come to Jesus Christ. Well, to think about that, there's two things in chapter 1, verse 8 you need to know about. One number one is this. When we and I, we need to realize that Jesus said you're going to receive power. Power. Now, when you know that word power in Acts 1.8, the word power is dumas in the Greek. And what that means is a miraculous explosion, a miraculous power. I remember some years ago, uh, pr probably back in the 80s, there was a guy that was on TV. It was called a show Good Times. And he, he, he had this saying. He had this saying. He goes, dynamite. That's what he said, dynamite. And, you know, I thought, hey, you know what? We've got dynamite living within us. We have a power living within us that will help us in our life to live the life that we should live. We have a power living in, within us that also helps us to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I'm calling upon you, and I'm challenging you, church, hey, go to the dynamite that lives within you, the Holy Spirit of God, and help you to share with that one about Jesus. See, he lives within you. And then it says that when you have that power, here's the second thing, you're a witness. You have a commission, and that is to carry the gospel of Jesus Christ to the known world. And we do that here through our community. We do that through our missions program that we have here at our church. And maybe God right now, speaking to someone about being 
a missionary. Maybe God is speaking to some of our young people and some of our other... Hey, God is saying, I want you to go on a mission trip. I want you to be a missionary. I want you to go to a certain place. And I want you to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. But if you're going to do it, you've got to have the dynamite power in your life. And that is the Spirit of God directing you to what to say and how to act. Well, here's our point. We're going to ask the Holy Spirit to empower us to speak and lead that one to Jesus Christ. Now, as we already stated, we all are indwelt with the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God indwells us. He is our guide. He is our teacher. Did you hear that? He's your guide. He's your teacher. He lives within you. He goes with you everywhere you go. You never go without your guide. You never go without your teacher in your life. Now, I like that. I really do. Because, you know, there were some very influential people in my life that I really liked. And they really helped me in my life. My pastor that really helped me in my life. I mean, he really taught me a lot of things. Uh, there were others that really helped me in my life. My mom, my dad. But you know what? My mom and my dad and even my pastor and other people that I really thought a lot of and that I'd learned a lot from, they couldn't go with me everywhere I went. I mean, I couldn't just and say, hey, you all come with me. I want you to be with me wherever I go. It didn't happen. But here's the point. The Spirit of God who lives within you goes with you wherever you go. So here you've got a guide, you've got a teacher, and you also have someone that will bring conviction and also convincing the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ to those people that you talk to. Wow, now that's something else. I'm kind of like that guy in the show. You know, dynamites. Wow, this is great. I mean, he's with him within me, and he's going to be my guide and be my teacher. But guess what? He's also, as I speak, he is going to help me to speak. He's going to help me to act. And you know what? He's going to convince, and he's going to convict the people that I'm speaking to. Man, I can't beat that. What God we serve. Amen? I'll tell you something, folks. In the Christian life... We, we, we kind of sort of get so busy in this world and so busy and caught up in things in this life. But you don't want to know something? We have got the, one of the greatest, most wonderful, most outstanding life that anybody could ever have, and that is to know Jesus and to have the Spirit of God living within us and empower us to do what we need to do. You can't beat that, folks. You can't beat that. I think God's people need to say amen. amen. Oh, come on, you bunch of deadbeats. Come on, steady on. Hey, God, Amen. All right, about time. Some of you must have been out all night at the fair. That's what it was. You spent all your night watching cars run into each other. Or you stayed up late with something. I don't know what happened, but listen, you're in God's house today. Remember we talked about praising Him? You know, one thing about the Spirit of God, He indwells you, but He also helps you to worship. Did you know that? Oh, He fills you, and when He fills you, I'm going to tell you what things begin to I mean, all begin, uh, you, you begin to start praising God. You begin to start uh, giving a testimony to the, the Spirit of God. You begin to give testimony to Jesus Christ, to God the Father. You, I mean, you just get joy in your life. You get filled with your joy. You know what happens to a lot of us Christians? We're not filled with the Spirit of God, and we don't know what joy is today. Uh-oh, got quiet. It got quiet. It's because, my friends... We're missing out on what God really wants for us. 
the Spirit of God. He's our guide. He's our teacher. And Jesus said that he would empower us. And then Paul talked about the filling of the Spirit in our lives. And let me give you a, kind of an illustration about the filling of the Spirit, okay? The power of God in our life. Now, I heard this story, all right, about Gerald. Let me, let me get a drink, okay? Gerald over here sitting on the end. You see him over here? Raise your hand, Gerald, so they know who you are, okay? Raise your hand. Come on, raise your hand. That's Gerald, okay? Gerald's one of the, he's a great guy. But I heard this story about him. Gerald has this big place that he's cutting trees down. And he's been cutting them down with an axe. And he cuts about four or five trees a day with an axe. But he cut, picked up a, uh, one of them magazines, uh, Sears and Roebuck, you know, old ones, and, and uh, uh, advertised about a power chainsaw. So he thought, wow. And he read there about how many trees. You could possibly cut down 50 trees a day. Now remember, he was only cutting four or five with that axe. And now what? That axe was wearing him out. It was hard on him. So he goes to the store. He talks to a salesman. The salesman said, yes, if you buy this power saw, you'll be able to cut down 50 trees a day. Well, Gerald just couldn't believe that. He got his belt out. He put the money down on the counter, took that thing home. And then a day later, he came back with the paint saw. And he laid it down on the counter, and he said, this thing absolutely does nothing. The salesman said, what? What, what, what do you mean? He says, I tried this thing. It does not. I, I, I didn't even cut one tree down. I couldn't get, I couldn't do it. It didn't work. This is, this, is, this is a bunch of garbage. It's worth nothing. I mean, he was really upset. The salesman took the chainsaw, took it out of its case, looked it over, checked it to see if it had gas, it had oil, and then, you know, moved the chain a little bit, and, you know, and all of a sudden he took and pulled the cord and went, vroom, 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 and Gerald's eyes got big. <laughs> see, what Gerald was doing, is he was using that chainsaw without the power. <laughs> that thing just wasn't working. Now, I'm just picking on him. But the point is, here's the point. A lot of us, as believers in Jesus Christ, we have the greatest power within us. It's the Holy Spirit of God. And the Holy Spirit of God is going to be your teacher and your guide. He's going to be used to, to bring a conviction and, and, and convincing people of the need of Christ in their lives. But we are like that chainsaw. We're, we're not pulling the rope. We're not putting the button and turning it on. For instance, there's two kinds of boats. There's a rowboat. You all know what a rowboat is. You get in that boat, you got, you got these, and you got a paddle. Well, here you go, here you go. Wearing your arms out. There you go, there you go. You're not going very fast, but there you go, there you go. And you're working hard at it, you're sweating, but you're not going very far, but you're still going. I mean, you're trying your best, but you're not really getting anywhere. And then all of a sudden, there's the speed boat with the motor. And boom, there it goes. Flies on by you. A lot of us are trying to live our Christian lives in the rowboat. Well, we're trying, oh, we're trying, and we got all our ideas, and we got all our rules, and we got all our things we need to do, and yet what we really need is the speedboat, and it's the Spirit of God, 
and the Spirit of God who comes upon us and fills us, and then all of a sudden, there we go. We can get to the destination we need to go to. Today, are you a robot or are you a speedboat? Today, are you trying to cut those trees down without the power of God? Are you trying to be a witness without the power of God in your life? Are you trying to teach a Sunday school class without the power of God in your life? Are you trying to sing in the choir without the power of God in your life? Are you trying to sing a special without the power of God in your life? Folks, we need to realize that we need the power of God if we're going to accomplish anything for God. We need the Spirit of God to fill us and empower us so we can change the world for Jesus Christ. But it won't happen without the power of God. Why did God? Think about it. Here was those apostles. By the way, they were nobodies. They were nobodies. One was a tax collector. By the way, tax collectors were thieves. Tax collectors were not looked upon. They were in coots with the Romans. I mean, they were not. His name was Matthew. Then there was another one. Others that were fishermen. Plain old fishermen. Smelled like fish. Can you imagine that? Smelled like fish. I mean, that's what their life was. And so God called just plain old fishermen, a tax collector, one who was a zealot, which means he was against the Romans, he hated the Romans. And then here was these plain men, but God took these plain men, and for three and a half years he teaches them, he, in, he puts his uh, uh, thoughts and his teaching within their hearts and their minds, but what happened in Acts chapter number 2? What happened was, as when they were all praying together, the Spirit of God fell as fresh wind, fresh fire, and came upon them, and these plain men began to change the world for Jesus Christ. The power of God. Folks, that's what we need. That's what we all need. See, the power of God will help you when you speak the truth of God's Word. I'll show you that in a verse. Luke chapter 12, verse 11 and 12. Let's see if we can find that. Here it is. It's, all, it's up here. Everybody just look at this, okay? You know that you have a promise. How many of you believe God keeps his promises? Raise your hand. Well, I do. You do too. And by the way, he has kept his promises. Amen. And by the way, he's still going to keep his promise. And one of those things I'm looking forward to is when he comes back. He's going to keep his promise too, by the way. All the promises are kept, okay? They're, they're, he's going to keep them. But here's a promise. All right? God is making you in a promise. Here it is. He told his disciples, and I believe he's telling all of us, because I believe it's for all of us. And when they bring you into the synagogues and to the magistrates and powers, in other words... You're going to stand before important people. Now remember, they're fishermen. There's a tax collector. There's a zealot. These are plain people, all right? Plain, ordinary people. They're, they're not the elites, all right? These, these guys are not the elite, the educated. I mean, here they are, all right? But he says, you're going to stand before important people. But he says, this is what I want you to realize. Now, when I, when I think about that, I think about how that God may bring you before important people. Now think about this. He may bring before you, and you may stand before maybe someone that is an important person. Maybe someone 
who's a police officer. That's an important person. Hope you're not because you got caught, but I'm just hoping you know, you know, you got, but an important person, a doctor, or maybe someone like a, a mayor, vice mayor, or someone who's a council, someone, I mean, you may get an opportunity to stand before important people. And when you think about that, you think, uh-oh, what am I going to say? I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to look like I don't know anything. I don't want to mess up. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Well, Jesus says this is what you need to do. Here it is. Take you no thought how or what things he shall answer. What? Take no thought? Shouldn't I kind of plan out what I'm going to say and think about it, you know? And you know, What does he mean by that? Or what he shall say? For the Holy Ghost shall teach you in the same hour what he ought to say. You know, one of the greatest things there is, folks, is to stand up here and preach the Word of God. And you know, half the stuff I got in here, I don't even say, because sometimes the Spirit of God just takes over and gives me what I need to say. That's, just, it, that's the best thing. I mean, I've got notes here. You ought to see these notes. There. And then sometimes, it, God just says, this is what we've got to do. I'll give you the So here you are, standing before someone who's important. Maybe it's that person God's laid on your heart. Now think about that. That one God has laid on your heart. I don't know what to say. I'm afraid. I don't, I, I'm doubting this, you know. What if I mess up? What if I say something wrong and they get mad at me? I, I have people tell me that all the time. Preacher, what if I say something and they get mad and, and they, they walk away? We're letting the devil deceive you and keep you from speaking. What you need to do is say, Holy Spirit of God, I don't know what to say, but you do. Would you give me the words? And do you know there's a promise from God that when that time comes for you to share whatever it is God wants you to share, he will give you the Holy Spirit power upon you and give you the words and you'll be able to speak the exact words that God wants that person to hear. Isn't that not exciting? Oh, yeah, it really was, wasn't it? Isn't that not exciting? Come on, church. Wake up. It is exciting, folks. It means that wherever I go, he's with me. And wherever I go, I'm going to rely on him to help me. So when it's time for me to say something, because he's going to nudge my heart when to say it. Here's that person. Here's what... And I'm going to open my mouth, and I may not have all the intelligence, I may not have all the education, but guess what? I've got the greatest power that lives within me. It's called the Holy Spirit of God, and he's going to give me the words to say. That's a promise, folks. That's a promise. So why are you not sharing? Why are you not telling folks about Jesus? Why are you not taking the opportunity that God says, here. Why are you being fearful? Why are you doubting? Why are you questioning? You don't need to do those things. You need to just to speak up and to speak out. And believe me, when that happens, the Spirit of God just takes over, and folks, what does he do? Boom! The power of God. Dynamite! Here it comes. Dynamite! The power of God comes and speaks to those people. 
We need to go in the power of the Holy Spirit. Zechariah 4, 6 says, Not by might, nor by power, but my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. The Spirit guides our thoughts, and He guides our, spirit, our, our speech. I'm going to give these two verses to you, and then we're going to close this thing out, because I want you to get this. I want you to get this, folks. I'm challenging you. Listen, you don't have to worry. You don't have to fret. You don't have to be afraid. You've got the power of God living with you. You just need to call upon Him to give you that opportunity, and you need to let Him speak through you as you share the gospel. But here's two verses I want to share with you in closing. The Spirit of God guiding our thoughts and our speech. There's two verses. First one, 1 Peter 3, 15. Now, remember I told you the promise. Well, here we go again. All right, here you go again. There's no reason for you not to share Jesus. There's no reason for you and I to sit back and be afraid, to cower down and say, I don't know if we can do this. No, 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 no. Here, 